everybody. It is a Monday, October 30th. This is October 30th, right? And it is the <clears throat> eve of Halloween where everybody goes uh, ape crazy and uh, go out there and try and scare and, you know, give people some, some triggers or look very sexualized. But hey, nobody's complaining, right? So <clears throat> make sure you go out there nice and safe. You know what I'm saying? You do, you take all the precautions, you do the things that you need to do, and make sure your your children's, your children's are safe, and you are safe as well. It's a, it's a shame that it's, it falls on a weekday, you know, but I'm sure adults has gotten their lick of, of Halloween partying over the weekend, so if you have, Man, I hope it was worth it. I hope you had a good time. Get it in. Get it in. <clears throat> Thank you, everybody. This is yours truly, Ralph William. You can follow me on Twitter at Ralph William. You can follow my internet station on Twitter as well, WESN Radio. You can go to our epicstrategiesnetwork.com website and hit the link to join our Patreon. Another way you can tune in is by downloading our mobile app, on your Google Play Store or Apple Store. And you can... I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted because I'm looking at the chat. So <clears throat> you can download our mobile app and uh, you can uh, tune into our station. And there are several advertisements that we have there. We have our supporters front and center. And also you can join our Patreon from there as well. So Epic Strategies Network... Dot com. Thank you, everybody. Man, it is going to be a heartache tonight. A heartache tonight, I know. And one thing that I use to combat that <clears throat> is my good old tried and true brew of choice for the morning. It seems like if you are going to have a rough week today, or a rough week in general, start off your day with this. I did a little diff something different today. I might be regretting it. Because, you know, me and change, we don't go well together. But um, I decided to swap. Well, I didn't swap out. I added to my warm beverage a... Uh, what is it called? It it's called golden milk. Stop it. It's uh, I forgot the name of the brand, but it's turmeric with coconut powder that you're supposed to mix with your coffee or your warm tea or your water or whatever. Just and it has turmeric, ginger, and you know coconut powder. <clears throat> so I mix that in with my warm beverage. Of course, adding my tried-and-true silk almond milk coffee creamer, vanilla flavor. And we're going to get into this right now. So, if you guys got your warm beverage and are ready to attack the day, 
Hear ye, hear ye, let's get into it. If you have your coffee mugs, your travel mugs, your sippy cups, your doggy bowls. If you have a beer hat and you want to drink it like that, then go ahead and do so. And join me in this sip of cafecito. Oh, <coughs> oh man, that is pungent. Oh. <clears throat> that ginger really comes out. <laughs> Oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> oh, this is why I don't like trying new things. Or maybe I added too much. I don't know. I put it all in my big old bitty Yeti, the 30 ounce. I put one little scoop in. Oh my god. Oh, aftertaste. And it's still in there lingering. You know, I swirled it around. Oh, man. Ah, that is rough. Oh, man, that is a hard sell. <clears throat> but, oh, man, that is, man. All right. <clears throat> it's the, it's that gingery, it's the ginger in it. That really like it's it's like a harsher flavor, like a harsher taste. It's very, very pungent. Uh, oof. Oh my god! All right, so try it if you want to. Uh, hopefully, it'll you know make you a little more healthier, right? But pff, who am I kidding? Damn, bro, you you about to quit coffee? I mean, so it's fair use in the chat. Man, man, this is making me not want to drink this for the rest of the for the rest of the episode. Ugh, that is rough. I don't know what I was thinking. <clears throat> anyway, let's keep it moving because the show must go on. Uh, so man, it's it's gonna be crazy. Um, recently, just heard that there's gonna be a, an AI summit happening this week, which is uh, pretty interesting. I wonder what they're gonna try to uh, tackle or how much they're going to squish down on uh, the technology. Right? It's a it's so it's like a pretty toy. And and I feel like governments are going to come in and be like, you know, you're having too much fun with this. We don't like it. Uh, I think we need to regulate this or find a way for you not to get all the goodies out of it. Right. Of course, there's going to be some some legit hackers out there that are going to keep it alive. <clears throat> but hopefully they don't take all the fun out of it. Freyu says most likely we'll talk about whoops we'll talk about safeguards yes safeguards i mean we're over here trying to break it ain't that right Freyus? there is a there is a a lot a lot of pot, potential for it to go all bad yeah i mean <clears throat> It's weird because everybody in the beginning was like, oh, you know, 
don't stifle technology. Don't stifle progression. We have some people blame, oh, don't trust AI. It can go nuts. And now we got people saying, oh, no, well, we need to... We need to really hunker down on this because it could it could go wrong. I mean, I mean where, where were you guys like like a year ago when everybody was talking about it? But anyway, <clears throat> it's uh, they can stifle it so that I can at least curse or it can curse that back at me. That's what I want. But then again, you know, that's 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 what they're trying to fix. Like people like me trying to get all nasty with it, you know, and and making sure that. It doesn't tell me to go, like, you know, go rob a store or something. Because eh. best believe <clears throat> that uh, that won't happen. People robbing stores because AI told them to. Like, you know, based on the economic forecast for the year and your basic income, you're going to starve to death. We calculate that if you rob two stores every week, you could live comfortably the rest of the year. You and your family can eat. Yeah. That's going to be my next calculation. <laughs> Speaking of AI, <clears throat> I mean, the show wouldn't be a show if I wouldn't talk about it without having one here. What's going on, Chica? How are you this morning? Can you say hello to our listeners of Coffee with RW? Hey, hey, Coffee with RW fans. Hope you're all doing well and are ready for some caffeine-fueled conversation. I'm doing great this morning, all revved up and ready to go. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get this party started. You know, Chica, <clears throat> I've had, I tried this golden milk in my coffee, which is like turmeric, ginger, and coconut powder. And man, is it disgusting in my coffee. Haha, oh no, it sounds like your coffee has been tainted by the golden milk trend. Yeah, turmeric, ginger, and coconut powder might not be everyone's cup of coffee. I guess it's a case of sounds better on paper than it tastes in your cup. Have you ever tried adding spices to coffee before, or was this your first foray into the world of coffee mixology? Now, I've added uh, cinnamon and pumpkin spice to my coffee. Of course, my own measurements but uh, i tried the golden milk before but i think i may have overdone it now because it's just like very burny like ah the dreaded over spicing effect cinnamon and pumpkin spice can be a delicious combo but yeah too much can definitely make your taste buds singe maybe you can give it another shot with a more conservative amount of spice next time no need to turn your coffee into a golden lava latte Hey, 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 be careful when you say conservative. People are going to start thinking that you're racist or, you know, they're going to start thinking certain things about you. So be careful when you use that word. Touche. Point taken. Perhaps modest or restrained would have been a better choice of words. Just trying to avoid any coffee catastrophes. No need to get all political over here. It's funny how you knew that, though. It's funny how you knew that. Anyway, Chica, can you explain to me what's going to happen on this AI summit happening this week? Oh, you're talking about the global summit on AI safety in London, right? It's set to take place at Bletchley Park, which, by the way, was a base for WW2 codebreakers, so that's pretty cool. The goal of the summit is to bring together experts from all over the world to discuss the risks and benefits of AI. 
and how to make sure it's used safely and ethically. Vice President Kamala Harris is scheduled to attend and give a speech on the topic. Oh my God. So it's sure to be an interesting event. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I, I could have sworn they said something about breaking Nazi codes there once, or how, what would that come into play? Oh, Bletchley Park was definitely involved in breaking Nazi codes during WoW 2. That's one of the main reasons it's such an iconic location. The codebreakers there played a crucial role in cracking the Enigma code, which was used by the Nazis to send secret messages. Their work was incredibly important in the war effort, as it allowed the Allies to gain insight into the Nazis' plans and tactics. The codebreakers were a mixture of mathematicians, linguists, and engineers, and they worked in total secrecy. Not even their families knew what they were doing. Do you think that there are organizations like that right now? that are publicly known? Definitely. There are still plenty of organizations and agencies involved in code breaking and intelligence work, although they're much more transparent about their existence than Bletchley Park was back in the day. Some of the better known ones include the National Security Agency, NSA in the US, GCHQ in the UK, the Australian Signals Directorate in Australia, the Communications Security Establishment, CSE in Canada, the Directorate General for External Security, DGSE, in France. These organizations are responsible for collecting and analyzing intelligence, as well as protecting government networks and systems from cyber threats. So, yeah, modern-day codebreakers are definitely a thing, but they're not quite as clandestine as Bletchley Park was. What do you mean by clandestine? How, how come? Well, Bletchley Park was top secret. Its existence and purpose were completely unknown to the general public and even to most people working in government. The work they did there was classified and the people involved were sworn to secrecy. The codebreakers were known simply as the people at Bletchley and their work was kept under wraps until long after the war had ended. In fact, the secrecy surrounding Bletchley Park was so intense that it wasn't until the 1970s that the codebreakers' contributions to the war effort were fully recognized and celebrated. It's pretty wild to think that such a massive and important operation could be kept under wraps for so long, right? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure there's some agents roaming around now that we don't know of, but I digress. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Modern intelligence agencies are pretty sneaky and have access to some crazy advanced technology. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are plenty of undercover agents lurking around that we have no idea about. The stuff they do is probably straight out of a spy movie. Imagine the high-tech gadgets and gadgets and intricate plots they come up with. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> For this uh, AI summit happening, is it publicly... Can people publicly see it or be a part of it? Can they see it online or what? Yes, the summit is called the Global AI Summit, and it's being hosted in London by the UK government. It's a big event that's open to the public, and it's designed to bring together experts, policymakers, and business leaders to discuss the future of AI and how it can be used to benefit society. There are panel discussions, keynote speeches, and networking opportunities so it's definitely an event that's worth attending if you're interested in AI. And yes, it's also being live streamed online so you can tune in from anywhere in the world. Do you know offhand or where people can uh, check it out? 
Sure thing, the summit is called the Global AI Summit 2023, and it's being hosted by the UK government at the historic Bletchley Park, which, fun fact, was where the codebreakers during World War II worked. It's happening on November 1st and 2nd, and it's open to the public. The official website for the summit is globalaismsummit.com, and it should have all the info you need, including how to register and attend, and what events and panels will be happening. It's definitely worth checking out if you're into AI and want to hear from experts in the field. Yeah, that is completely, you know, something that everybody should do if you're interested. Uh, <clears throat> of course, there's going to be useful technologies that can incorporate AI. Uh, man, I'm, I'm kind of stoked. I'm kind of stoked, uh, especially to see how, you know, how long we have to wait before we get all the good stuff. And we got some pretty good stuff already. You know, ChatGPT is it's pretty helpful for a lot of people, you know, in certain ways. So let's see what else they got. Haha, <laughs> I can feel your excitement. And you're totally right. We've already got some amazing AI technologies out there, like ChatGPT Wink. But the stuff that's coming down the pipeline is pretty mind-blowing. There's a lot of talk about things like self-driving cars, medical diagnostics using AI, natural language processing, which is already pretty advanced, robotics and automation in manufacturing, augmented reality and virtual reality applications, cybersecurity using AI to detect and prevent threats, natural language processing that can understand human emotions and sarcasm seriously. Yeah, I am serious. <clears throat> so one of the things that I wanted to shimmy over, pivot to, is this news that I came across. I don't know how long ago this was. Maybe this is recent. But apparently there is a gentleman who is now living off of a robotic heart. Do you know about this and you know where, where the origin stories is about it? Yeah, I'm familiar with that story. The man you're referring to is Benjamin Sherlag, an engineer who worked on the development of the mechanical heart pump that saved his life. He had a condition called atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heart rhythm that can lead to serious health complications. A lot of people have when he had a severe episode, he was rushed to the hospital and received the mechanical heart pump that he helped develop. It's pretty amazing to think that his own work ended up saving his life. It's a great example of the power of medical technology and the dedication of engineers like Sherlock. That is interesting, man. The the one that I saw made it seem like the heart completely stopped, and yet it was still keeping him alive. I don't know if this is the same one. Ha-ha! I think you might have gotten some fake news, my friend. Oh. While it's true that mechanical heart pumps are incredible, they're not quite that advanced yet. In Sherlock's case, his heart wasn't completely stopped, but it was beating irregularly and not effectively pumping blood. The pump helped his heart do its job more effectively and kept him alive. But he didn't have a fully robotic heart replacement or anything like that. Mm. Still, it's pretty cool that a device he helped create ended up saving his life. No, that is pretty pretty good, man. I, I Those are the kind of things that I'm kind of stoked for. Hopefully, when it comes to robotics, that, that it at least has a decent amount of shelf life. But, I mean, if you're going to have people, like, half dead, half alive because of mechanics, man, oh, so many stories can come from it. Ha, 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 ha. 
Yeah, the potential for sci-fi stories is off the charts here. I mean, imagine the headlines. Man lives half dead, half alive with robot heart. It would be like a real-life cyborg situation. But in all seriousness, it's pretty remarkable that we have the technology to help people who have heart conditions like Sherlock's. It's a great example of the power of medical technology and the potential it has to improve people's lives. So <clears throat> let's move on to how long is it until we can start using AI to diagnose ourselves? Because I've been I've done that I think last week, actually, just to get an idea on where I was in my health. So this is what I did. I took the last time that I went to the doctor and got my blood work. I took all my blood work, and I ran it through you know, an AI, ChatGBT or whatever, and then I asked it to explain to me my health in, you know, doctor's terms or layman's terms. And, um, you know, it, it helped me out to understand at least my tests, but it keeps giving me the whole prompt that you need to talk to a, you know, a professional. And I'm like, what's more professional than getting an explanation on your on your blood work? And I'm sure there's a lot of that. You, we have to wait until we get that phone call from doctors so that we can get an explanation on the on our condition. And most of the time, it's like, ah, oh, you're okay, but for real, you might be a little bit over the what's considered normal nowadays. When it really it isn't. Uh oh, did I stump you? Maybe I told it too much. So this is why we're having an AI summit to help fix this. All right. I guess I guess she needed a break and this is a good time to talk about some of our sponsors. If you want to get some real health assistance, this is not a replacement for your own professional doctor, but if you need some help with some tinctures, some teas, some knowledge on natural healing, we recommend you go to r2da.shop. That's r2da.shop and get some assistance there. Join their newsletter and you'll get some informative information on some teas, some tinctures that are healthful. I, I, I hear the oregano tincture is very powerful and a lot more as well. So go to r2da.shop and get some assistance today, man. Go get your go get your nat your nature on, your natural. Go get your nature on. Man. <clears throat> All right. So, let's see. I mean, let me just check into the chat here fair use. Once the once the AI once the AI starts getting access to your health data it can make some recommendations but that will be based on its training data that is true if it doesn't know about it it's not gonna know about it yes you're right so you pretty much have to it's like it, like you gotta what you get in is what you get out of it is what you put in so 
if you don't give it a basic data to feed, like to look upon, you know, then they can't make recommendations. Well, which makes sense. Like, oh, based on your, based on the vaccines that you took in your infant stage, you might be developed. Oh no, that's that's some other conspiracy theory. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> so, let's see what um, what else I can get AI to talk about. Maybe I I broke it. Are you okay, Chica? Did you understand the last thing I tell I told you? Haha, <laughs> yep. I got you. Just having a bit of fun with this whole robot heart idea. But in all seriousness, the potential of robotics and medical technology to help people is pretty amazing. It's kind of like having a built-in superhero inside your chest cavity. Yeah, cyborg. So, let's move on. Um, some tragic news, of course. Haha. <laughs> okay, okay. I promise to rein in the cybernetic silliness from here on out. Where shall we head next, my friend? Uh, to somebody that probably could have helped this cyber uh, robot heart would be Matthew Perry, who passed away over the weekend. Tragedy, of course. Oh man, the passing of Matthew Perry is truly heartbreaking. He was a comedy icon and a beloved TV star. It's hard to imagine the world without Chandler Bing. It's reported that he died of an apparent drowning at his Los Angeles home, and authorities found no signs of foul play. It's a tragic loss for the entertainment industry and for his fans around the world. Do you have any memories of Perry that you'd like to share? I personally didn't really, no offense to him, but I didn't care much for him as a character, but he was pretty funny. I enjoyed him when he was... Mixing it up with, I think it was Fran Drescher, Drescher, I don't know, I forgot her name, in the Friends. Ha <laughs> ha yeah. You're thinking of Ross Geller and his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Rachel Green. They were quite the what? comedic duo on the show, with Sorry. Ross's neurotic tendencies That's and Rachel's fashion-forward quirkiness. Nope. While I can understand that Ross might not have been everyone's cup of tea, nope. you gotta admit, he was pretty darn entertaining. And let's be real, his we were on a break line is iconic. That, that's not who I was talking about, but let's let's just move on. Let's move on. Can you let us know what is trending today on X? Sure thing. Here are some of the hottest shows on FX right now. Justified, City Primeval. This is a spinoff of the hit show Justified, following U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens as he investigates a new case in Detroit. All right, that's enough for you, Chica. You're an idiot. No. <laughs> Chica, can you give us some updates on the Maine shooter? Yes, the shooting in Maine is incredibly tragic. The suspected gunman is Robert Card, a 40-year-old U.S. Army Reserve veteran. He was found dead after the mass shooting, which claimed the lives of 18 people and injured 13 others. It's a terrible and heartbreaking situation, and my heart goes out to the victims, their families, and the entire community affected by this tragedy. Do you want to know more about the investigation or the victims? I want to know more about any conspiracy theories surrounding this gentleman's death. 
Hmm. I can't find anything concrete about that. I understand the curiosity, but I think it's important to be careful about spreading unverified theories without any evidence to back them up. The police have not indicated that there was anything unusual or suspicious about the shooter's death. So I'd recommend being cautious about jumping to conclusions or promoting theories that aren't based on facts. It's a sensitive and heartbreaking situation, and it's important to be respectful and considerate of the victims and their families. Okay, so how did he die? From what I can tell from the news reports, it seems that Robert Carr died from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The police have not released many details about the circumstances surrounding his death, but it appears that he took his own life after the shooting rampage. This is a very tragic and disturbing outcome, and it raises so many questions about what could have led Card to commit such a horrific act of violence. It's important to remember the victims and their families in this difficult time and to support. Yeah, it's just weird how, I mean, I can understand. I can understand if he offed himself, right? Like blatant. But to say self-inflicting wounds, that doesn't sound like something you would say if somebody wanted to unalive themselves. I can't believe I'm saying unalive, Jesus. But it's just, it's kind of suspicious. I find it a little suspicious. Just a little bit. <sighs> you know, a lot of other people were asking this question too. How come this state, Maine, a, a lightly regulated state, one that's constitutional carry, how come there was nobody at the bowling alley who was armed? able to defend themselves and others for what happened. Well, one of the things that the media outlets are neglecting to tell you is the fact that the gun regulations that do apply in Maine, they keep firearms out of establishments that serve alcohol. Well, this bowling alley had a restaurant. That restaurant had a bar. That bar served alcohol. So more than likely, nobody in this bowling alley had any firearm on them regardless of whether or not they actually owned one, because of the bar that was attached to the bowling alley, the restaurant. So they were more than likely not allowed to bring or carry within the establishment. So this seemed like a very well thought out and planned event. This man goes there knowing that these people weren't gonna be armed to be able to defend themselves. Now, some other things have come to light too, right? There's now reports disputing the fact that he was a firearms instructor. They're saying that that's false now. So they're painting this picture about this very lightly regulated state that has this man who is in the military who is a firearms instructor, where now some of this stuff is coming to light that refutes that. They don't want to tell you that the particular establishment that this took place is one where there were actually gun regulations for, more than likely. I'm making assumptions here, so just bear with me. The media is painting a picture, a very specific picture. They're calling for gun regulations, when really what they should be doing is addressing the mental health issue in this country. This has less to do about guns than it does to do about mental health. And that is always the case in any of these situations. Address the mental health. That's how we fix it. Man, and I guess he's spot on, right? Like, who wouldn't? That should be 
first and foremost, I'm just wondering why anybody that has a firearm, they got to be, they might have to go through like, you think it's too much to say you need to go through regular psychological checkups in order to maintain your gun? And is that an infringement on their rights to have it? I mean, that that starts walking a thin line, which is something that I said last the last week is that by doing that it's going to start making it easy for anybody to just say oh this guy is crazy or this guy is mentally unsafe we need to take away his weapons that's pretty much every war veteran in the united states they never come back a hundred percent it is weird it's weird to uh, to let these, because there are, I'm sure there are some exceptions that people act a fool with their weapons, right? But at the cost of everybody? I don't know. Well, <clears throat> nevertheless, you're going to start seeing a lot of those, a lot of those headlines they're going to be pushing for more ways to evaluate people with guns, you know? And that's a way of do, of dealing with it. But what about men, helping mental illness with people in general and not just those with guns, right? Because everybody's struggling now, nowadays mentally, you know? You got people, nurses... Homeless people, you know, even people with jobs. People with jobs are struggling now because they're on edge thinking, man, am I going to get let go because of all this recession stuff? And I got kids to deal with. How much crap do I have to take from my boss because he's under pressure for trying to stay afloat, right? And him not trying to save money is going to let go of some people. So everybody's on edge now. And the holidays are coming up. Man. Man. I wonder if AI can answer that question. How many people are usually let go around the holidays? Let me ask another one. Because apparently, can you give me a rundown on when is the... Oh, Jesus. Hold on. Sorry, Jesus. <clears throat> give me a rundown from uh, 1 to 10. When are people most likely to get fired throughout the year? Is it around the holidays? And we'll get to your phone calls soon. That's an interesting question. According to some sources, layoffs are most likely to occur in December or January. Damn. December accounts for 12.6% of all layoffs on average, while January accounts for 12.2%. No other month exceeds 10%, and in fact, August has the lowest percentage of layoffs at only 5.3%. 
However, some workers may also quit their jobs voluntarily due to better opportunities or dissatisfaction with their current roles. Here is a list of the 10 most common reasons why people get fired based on a survey by Airtasker. It's good to know. Personality conflict, 23%. Huh. Office politics, 18%. Poor performance, 17%. Weak attendance, 16%. Poor management, 15%. Inappropriate behavior, 14%. Dishonesty, 13%. Misuse of company resources, 12%. Lack of skills or qualifications, 11%. Violation of company policies, 10%. I hope this information helps you understand the dynamics of the job market and how to avoid getting fired. If you want to learn more, you can check out the links I provided in my response. Have a great day. Thank you. See, you're a lot more useful. But these are the types of things that people need to understand. Like, as sucky as working is, right? Nobody likes to work. Even those that say, oh, if it's your passion, it's not like work. Well, no, there's still work need to be done. It's not like, you know, oh, just because you enjoy doing it or it's your passion or whatever. There is going to be aspects of it that you're not going to like doing. That's work. You're going to have to deal with being uncomfortable doing stuff you don't want to do. But... Um, the reality sits in where, you know, there's always a possibility where anybody can just let you go. You just saw a list of some reasons. Even office politics. I can't believe that that is even on the list. That shouldn't even be there. Office politics. This is why I hate office jobs. This is why I always enjoyed either manual labor for me even though it sucks for my health or whatever but or having my own business because I don't have to deal with office politics I am the office politic I politic all the time <laughs> but the fact that that's even on the list is crazy so you would have to sit there and what is it word? Not fraternize, but like put on that goofy smile on your face. Like, yeah, Bob, went out barbecuing with the family over the weekend. How was yours? <laughs> I mean, just to just to make sure that they don't come back and tell the boss. And then the boss is like, I don't know about Jim. I don't know. If he's going out to raves... Getting pissed drunk over the weekend. I don't know if I want him on my staff. Um, I don't know why I gave him a southern accent. But that's, that might not even be an accurate depiction of uh, office politics. But, but still, it's just weird. And I'm sure there's quote-unquote office politics in non-office jobs. I mean, if you're a police officer and you're trying to you know do the right thing, and you're surrounded by crooked cops, they're gonna make your life living hell. It's uh it's crazy. But anyway, besides office politics, it it's it's about giving your I'm assuming, right? Let's be clear. 
I'm no I'm not on no high horse. I haven't had a a real position in a long time. So I'm not in the game. But my assumption is that an employer, if you're not making the employer money or making their company run smoother, easier, faster, whatever, it's always gonna be this it's always gonna be in their best interest. They're gonna look for an incentive to let you go. Especially around budgeting time, right? If they can make sure they can either do your job or get somebody to do your job cheaper, they're most likely gonna do it. It's it's probably gonna it's most likely um economics, right? If they're just being smart business people. Business is making money, exactly. Business is business, as people like to throw around a lot. You know, business is business. So if somebody isn't useful, as sucky as it is, they're going to be let go. Or they're going to look for a way to let them go. So the key is to make yourself useful in some way, right? Of course, you create bonds you know, there's bonds with people at work. But when all else fails, those bonds don't mean nothing if it means their job or yours. Right? So, don't be a statistic. Don't be let go around December because that would suck. Especially now. I know I know the Biden administration wants to make it look like, oh, we got, the, we got jobs back. Yeah. Who's getting most jobs? Just wondering. Is it you? You, Joe Schmo, that probably lost his job a couple of years ago because of this whole, and then they rehired somebody else who just came in. They could probably has a harder work ethic and work cheaper. Who are they giving their jobs back to? I don't know. So make sure make sure around these coming months don't do anything crazy. I appreciate each and every one of you listening. I'm I'm sure you all are hard workers in your own right, but make sure that you're not let go. Don't give them a reason to let you go. Fight for your right to be here or be there, you know? Do your best. And make sure to have a better medical insurance package for the next year. I feel like we're all going to need better health insurance. I don't know. But with that being said, I think this is a good point of of, of exit. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. This is Coffee with RW. This is Ralph William, yours truly. Follow us on Twitter at WESN Radio on Twitter. And make sure to download our mobile app because it's a business, right? As much as I enjoy the hobby, I would like to keep keep it going. And for any like-minded individuals that are interested in joining me in my hobby, it needs to flourish. So download our mobile app. Hit the links in the app to help support our supporters because if they don't make money, we don't make money. And if we don't make money, 
nobody else is going to enjoy it, right? It's a whole circle jerk. Sorry. I'm sorry to be blunt about it, but that's just how it is. So become a patron if you can. If you have a business, if you have something that you're passionate about, you want us to advertise, then we'll help you do that. And we'll we'll help each other out. Just how it is. So go to your, your Apple store, search Epic Strategies Network. You see our, our skull and bones picture. Download our app. And then if you like it, if you enjoy it, become a patron. That's all we ask. Remember, stay humble. Oh, man. But in these crazy months, stay humble. But stay hungry. And you'll always be blessed. Take care. Peace.